Hey, it's episode 13 of the Fever Dreams podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Fever Dreams podcast. Uh, It's been a while and nobody has been asking when the new episode is coming out. So thank you very much. That means I have no listeners. And that's cool with me. Totally fine. Uh, This is just me speaking. I've said this so many times before. This is my outlet. This is for me. For me. This is my therapy session. And this is when I get to talk. This is when I get to speak my mind. When I get to speak about whatever's going on in my life. Some changes. Some things that are happening or did happen. You know? Um, And uh, I've been away for a while. Been away for a little bit. And I'm back, baby. I'm motherfucking back, dude. And, you know, sometimes you just, you go through life with some pain, some agony, right? You go through life with some heartache, some struggles, um... It's been it's been a rough couple weeks for me. I'll tell you that. I'm not gonna get too much into it. I'm not gonna throw out my whole my whole or, ordeal until maybe later down the road. It's still fresh, still fresh in my heart, still fresh in my mind, still fresh physically, mentally, and metaphysically. Um, but yeah, it's uh, some of you know a lot of you. A lot of you know. I mean, that's half my freaking listeners. Um, but yeah, you know, I just wanted to get back into this uh, and start talking and um, just, you know, get my therapy sessions out of the way. Do them because I need to do them. And I just, you know, I wanted to get back into it. Never skip egg day. Which, here's, I, I got something. I'm doing the OMAD, O-M-A-D, one meal a day. And I'm doing supplements, doing vitamins. I got fish oil, got biotin, got alpha brain. You know, I'm not drinking. I drink water on the daily. I only eat one meal a day, and that meal is dinner. And... Uh, I've dropped 10 pounds total right now, you know, started two and a half weeks ago, dropped 10 pounds, feeling great. I don't, uh, I don't take any more midday naps. I don't have any more, uh, any groggy mornings. I wake up half an hour early, uh, earlier than my alarm, which kind of sucks because you think you got, you got half an hour left, but then you, you just kind of lay there and you're done. You're done sleeping. Okay? You 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 wake up 5.30 and you're like, well, you know, I got half an hour left. And then you look up at the ceiling and you're like, oh shit, it's 6 o'clock. That's how my life is right now. It's a little chaotic. It's a little 
uh, structured. And, you know, I, uh, <clears throat> feeling good, feeling bad, have a lot of feelings. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. See, this is where I just ramble. I speak. Um, I just, I've, I am halfway through the new Mulan, Mulan movie, the new live action. And let me tell you, it's garbage. Here's the reason. Um, it's supposed to be the same storyline as the original. And I know Mulan was a real person. Um, and this one is just so weird. They should have just copied and pasted the, the cartoon into live action. Everybody would love that, you know. And just the, they have the, uh, the, the original guy, what was his name? The Shang or something like that, right? Um, and then Mulan, they kind of fall in love. And that's like Disney's nod to, um, to a gay couple. Because Shang didn't know she was a lady. He fell in love with a guy. Did you know that? Surprised you didn't know that. Here's the thing. I didn't know that. But Shang fell in love with a guy, Ling or Ping or something like that. And that's not racist. That's what they named him. Um, and they just, in this one, they have a weird dynamic. Like they kind of, I don't know, they need a little bit of comic relief from Mushu. Or even the freaking horse, man. Or the little cricket. She ain't got nobody. I think she eventually gets the horse in this, but I haven't finished it, and I'm kind of not wanting to finish it. Um, but yeah, the it tanked. They should have just copied and pasted it. It's not a musical. There's no songs in it. Um, they have no storyline there's something weird there's a witch or a, a sorcerer or whatever a sorceress or a uh, I don't know I don't know you're going to have to watch it you're going to have to pay the $30 to watch it I paid $30 to get disappointed and that's my life baby that's my life man being disappointed and paying money. Uh, let's see. This one time I was having relations with a gal. And she has a cat. And I, uh, <clears throat> we were, you know, getting it on. And then we kind of, we're adjusting. We're changing positions. And then the cat jumps on the bed and licks my wiener. And that's a story. 
<laughs> and that's the thing that I just told you. Uh, but here's the thing. It crossed my mind. It came up in no conversation. It just showed up in my mind. And now it's in your mind. So thank you. I also paid money to watch the new Bill and Ted uh, face the music. And why the fuck does 2020 just suck so bad? What is going on? Bill and Ted was garbage. I mean, the first two movies were also garbage. But this one was just a dumpster fire. I couldn't, like, get into it. I It was just so... It was hard to watch old Keanu just act like a dumbass for an hour and a half. and Because I like John Wick, and I like... Uh, I don't like The Matrix. The Matrix can eat a bag of poops. Um, I just never got into him. And... What else is a fun John Wick, or I mean Keanu movie? I like Point Break. I like um, other ones that are John Wick. <laughs> and I like other John Wick movies. Um, let's see. what And yeah, the Bill and Ted movie was just, it was just bad. And 2020 is putting out bad movies. And then motherfucking Chadwick Boseman died. Come on. What is going on? Here's the thing. Celebrities die in threes. We got to protect Betty White. Even th- You know what? Has anybody considered that Betty White is killing these celebrities and taking their souls? To stay alive. I She might be Satan. Betty White. Is. You know. Alive and well. She's outlived. 16 husbands. Look it up. She's outlived. 13 grandchildren. She's outlived. Her golden gals. Betty White. Is rocking man. She's taking all the souls. And as I say that, something's happening to Betty White. I just fucking know it. Because I can see the future. I have premonitions. And, you know, I don't know. What's your, uh, who the fuck am I asking? The first time. I ever had to deal with death was that's a burp when I was about six years old uh, my my siblings and I came home from school and there was the family dog just out in the yard uh, dead and uh, there was a wheelbarrow next to her and a tarp. Oh, actually, here's the thing. She had died, and my dad found her, and then he put a tarp over her, and then brought the wheelbarrow. It's a barrow, not a barrel. Anyway, he brought the wheelbarrow, um, 
And then we, we got home and we were like, where's the dog? And then my dad's like, go, go say your goodbyes. Because my dad's Borat. And, <clears throat> and that was, you know, that was real heartbreaking. Because then how long do you wait to go get another pet? How long do you wait to go get another family member? Um, but yeah, that was CD. She was a great dog. Don't know what kind of dog. Um, but yeah, she, you know, she, she just died. She was old. She, and I remember lifting the tarp over her and just, you know, it was, you don't believe it at first right that's like the the five stages of grief or something denial number one um and you know that's true that's a real thing grief it sucks and i'm sorry that this is going to be a weird episode uh not so many funny things in here probably none at all but i'm just talking talking from my brain talking from my heart uh, and that was the first time I had to deal with death. And that one, yeah, that one, how do you, how do you do that to a child? How can you, what do you say to them? I don't remember what my parents said, but when a family member or a, a family pet or something or a friend dies how do you explain that to a child do you just say like oh well you never see them again <laughs> or you know do you break it to them over time be like yeah like how when movies do it they do uh like oh yeah sammy went to live on the big farm and they got lots of bunnies there for, for her to chase. Sammy didn't chase no goddamn bunnies. You fucking, you parents, you lying ass. And I don't know how you break that to a child. How do you, and then I remember years later, uh, my grandfather passed away on my dad's side I remember the funeral and this is gonna sound weird but I was a child and I remember it was an open casket and I went up with my mom and I didn't know I didn't really understand death I didn't really know he was gone like with CD, the dog, you don't really, you just kind of, I don't know. You're just like, no, she's not dead. She's somewhere else. Even though this is her body, she ain't dead. Um, but with my grandfather, I remember it just seemed weird. It was a weird thing, and I don't want at my funeral to be an open casket. You know, in fact, just 
don't even put me in the thing. Don't even. I want to be strung up like a marionette. And I want people to just have fun with it. You know, throw on some party rock anthem. Y'all remember that from 2012. And just, you know, mess around with it. See if I could do the shuffle. Uh, Hang me when I'm dead, man. String me up. And it was it was weird we went up to the casket and i asked my mom if i could touch him and she agreed and i touched his hand and it was hard it was cold and it just didn't feel like a person and that's why like funerals, open caskets and stuff. I don't like that. I think I was just I don't know. I don't think you should bring kids to a funeral. I was cuz I've been to I don't know, maybe like 6 now. And there was one where uh it was a church friend, older guy. And he was a fan. He was a he was a family friend, but like with all the families, he was a great guy, great human being. And I remember. And then it hit me. Maybe I was like nine or ten years old. And then I kind of, you know, got the realization of death and that this person I'll never see again. Uh, I'll never be able to play fetch with his dog out in the parking lot of the church. You know, I'll never be able to talk to this person. And that is what is scary. That's what's scary, and that's why, I don't know, maybe that's why I don't have a lot of friends. I keep a close-knit few I don't like, uh, I don't know, funerals are weird, funerals are tough, Um, and I went to one with where (sighs) where this was like a recent friend. And this didn't just happen. I'm just talking. Um, and. You know. I had met this person. Like over the summer or whatever. I, um, and there was. This guy made an impact. On like all these people man. There were like 300 people. That showed up. They had to do it in, in a gym. And he was a great guy, fantastic, great heart, very talented. And I don't know why I went. I'm very bad at funerals. And then, you know, the service kind of starts and he, not he, a 
kid comes in and plays the bagpipes, whatever that song is that they play at funerals, and I just lost it, dude. It was um, not great. And I don't know why I'm thinking of dark subjects. Maybe because I'm in a dark area in my life right now. But there's always... There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Unless it's nighttime. But, you know, everybody goes through it. Everybody, here's the thing. Uh, my cousin told me he was in the military. He was a Marine. And he was told that dead people wish they could have your problems and i'm trying to i'm trying to live like that like there's worse things that could happen there's worse things that could be you know other people want my problems the homeless people that live outside my house want my problems and you know you got to you got to live like that. It's it's hard to get over a lot of things. You get attached. You know, that becomes part of your life and then one day that just stops being. And you know, of course, you don't want these problems, but they happen. They happen to everybody. Um just going through a rough patch in my life um speaking of old friends and you know hanging out with other people getting out going out um just trying to occupy my mind because I I'm very hurt. Here's the thing. I saw this meme saying, check up on your happiest friends. They needed to. Because, you know, you don't know people's problems. They need somebody to talk to. They need somebody to vent to. They need somebody to... You know, they need somebody to relate to, right? We all need it. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs to talk. Everybody needs an outlet. This is mine, and I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the people that listen to me reach out and the people who look at my vague Snapchats and, you know, wonder if I'm doing okay. And, the, you know, the truth is, not really. I mean, I live every day. I, I'm thankful for to be alive, even though I jokingly say, like, oh, I'm going to hang myself. It's just their jokes. It's just like, it's, it's like my smoking. It's my release. It's my relief. You know? 
It's my cigarettes. That's what I do to calm myself down, to realize you don't actually want to do that. That's not something that is going to go over well. And, you know, being a millennial, we can't do anything fucking right. So chances are I'm just going to be paralyzed and be a, a vegetable for the rest of my life. What did I say the truth is? I'm not okay. I'm fine. I'm doing just fine. 